Hello, everyone. Bang, bang. Good morning. The United States has approximately $25 trillion in debt. The country was expected to experience a $1 trillion deficit this year, which is the difference between how much money they spend and how much money they earn. But then coronavirus hit. And as the great Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. The health crisis required an unprecedented government response that led to a near complete shutdown of the global economy. This put many businesses and individuals in a tough spot. They had their source of income shut down or materially hindered. More than 30 million Americans lost their jobs and numerous industries saw their revenue vanish. In an effort to mitigate the economic carnage, the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government began announcing monetary stimulus packages aimed at putting money in the hands of those who needed it. People will debate whether the programs were structured perfectly or not, but no one can deny that the Fed was quick to act and was much more aggressive than many predicted. The packages saw increases in unemployment benefits, forgivable loans to small businesses, and bailouts of major industries. This all cost a lot of money for the federal government to fund. So they all obviously just funding everything with the revenue that they get from our taxes and other income sources, right? Wrong. At the same time, that spending had to drastically increase to address coronavirus issues. Revenue for local, state, and federal governments was drastically decreasing as well. Remember, everyone's been sitting at home for almost two months now, so naturally each income source has drastically decreased. Whether you're a business, a family, or the government, it is never a good situation when you have to spend more than you make. This violates one of the core principles of finance. And this was after the U.S. government was already expecting to run a $1 trillion deficit for the year without coronavirus happening. So how does the government fund so much spending if they don't already have the money? They do what any business or individual would do. They borrow what they need. And yesterday we were told that the U.S. Treasury is planning to borrow $2.99 trillion in the 90-day period between April and June. To put that in perspective, the U.S. government is $25 trillion in total debt, so this would be more than a 10% increase in just 90 days. Now, obviously, the Treasury is run by a bunch of smart people who spend time thinking about this every day. They aren't perfect, but they also aren't complete idiots. Why would they borrow so much money right now? Easy. The cost of borrowing money is so low that they are actually financially incentivized to do it. The way this works is through treasury bonds. They issue an IOU to investors saying, give me X dollars and I will pay you back in a certain amount of time at the treasury bond rate. These bonds can mature at various times from three months to 30 years, and the interest rates are all sub 1% except for the longest timeline bond. So when the U.S. government needs money, they issue bonds to raise capital. Those bonds represent debt. And here's the big question. Is it really debt if you never plan to pay it back? Now, I don't mean that the U.S. government is planning to not make people whole on the Treasury bonds. That is possible, but it's a very, very small probability in my opinion. I'm more specifically talking about the idea that the U.S. government continues to increase the national debt and doesn't have a plan to run a budget surplus, nor eventually pay off all the debt. What they are really running is a mirage of confidence. As long as investors continue to believe that the U.S. government will find a way to pay back their treasury bonds, those investors will continue to lend money to the government. The funds to pay back individuals can come from revenue generating activities, example taxes, or from the proceeds of issuing more debt, example essentially refinancing the original bonds. If the confidence is ever lost, though, there would be a massive problem. The United States would owe almost $30 trillion to investors, and no one would believe they are going to be paid back. It would lead to one of the largest defaults in history. Again, I don't think we are close to that scenario yet, but I do believe that the Treasury is playing a game that has become impossible to win. The federal government will never be able to pay their debt. They can't drive enough revenue to get to profitability, and issuing more debt to raise capital would only make the situation worse. Investors are constantly betting billions of dollars in the markets on what they believe will be the second and third order effects of the situation, so I won't opine on what I believe. I don't have true skin in the game here, which makes my opinion frankly obsolete. Now, one saving grace for the government at the moment is that those treasury bond rates are so low. This makes the debt service easier. The debt service is essentially how much money you owe to the lenders at any given time. 
Here's an example. If the government borrows $100 at a 2% rate, they would owe $2. But if they borrow $100 at a 1% rate, they would owe $1. The trick when rates are low is to borrow $200 at 1%, so you owe the same $2 from the first example, but you got twice the money from investors. This is essentially what the government is doing now. If they had issued $3 trillion of five-year treasury bonds at 2% interest rates, they would owe $60 billion in interest. If they issued that same $3 trillion at the current 0.36 five-year rate, they will only owe $10.8 billion. Another way to think of this is that the government only wanted to pay $10.8 billion in interest. They are now getting 5.5 times more money in exchange for that interest payments. Cheap money makes the world go round. The US Treasury is borrowing an incredible amount of money, which is going to drive the federal deficit for 2020 to over $3.5 trillion by the new estimates. It may have a lower cost of capital, but I don't think it's really fair to call this debt. They may have intentions to pay back the individual investors who buy the bonds, but they have no intention or plan to pay off all this debt. To make it even worse, the debt continues to get bigger and bigger. Hopefully they can continue to play this financial engineering game because a default of the United States would be catastrophic to the global economy. Hope this helps each of you understand what is happening right now. I know these situations can be complex, so I'm doing my best to break them down into simple language. Remember, the financial system is dependent on at least half of the population not understanding how money works, unfortunately. Have a great day, and we'll talk tomorrow.